0: Save his people from their sin. All this took place to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Look, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph awoke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took her as a There we go. thought it was a little quiet. Thanks be to God. Well, at least you didn't hear me whining about technology. <laughs> I, was, I was whining. Now it's a little loud. It's, um, we'll get there eventually. Thank you, Zach and Randy, for being patient. think God is calling somebody's phone just went off and said it's not working the live streams not working right (laughs) you know friends um, being with people uh, just has taken on a whole different meaning for us hasn't it Uh, being with them versus not being with them just carries so much more emotional weight I realized that in a positive way last week when I was spending time with my family. I was just so grateful to have one-on-one time with them. Uh, it was just amazing just to be with them. I didn't, I didn't, even wanna, I didn't necessarily even want to talk. I didn't want to be heard. I didn't want to hear anything. I just wanted to be with family. It just brought such encouragement. And while I was enjoying that time, I also have just an even greater appreciation because I know that so many of you, so many of us, myself included, are not getting to be with the people that we care about, the people who lift our spirits, people who bring us joy and peace, maybe encouragement. Really, to be with each other is, is more than just having a good time. We get so much of what feeds our soul from our times together. And so it's really hard this year to not get that to not be with our friends our family our church family to not be gathered together is not just difficult it's painful we start to get a sense of the importance of being with each other and there's a really deep meaning that we could dive into but i'm not so sure it's all that helpful we we all understand what it means to be with each other and sadly having it taken away makes us understand it even even more deeply, just to see how important that element of life really is and how much harder life feels without it. And of the significance then of saying that God is with us, that's what this text tells us today, that Jesus is Emmanuel, which is a fancy word for saying God is with us. Maybe you've heard the word uh, Emmanuel before, or, or maybe you like the idea of God being with us, but it's one of those things that's really difficult for us to uh, comprehend and, and to really understand and internalize and then live our lives according to that foundational truth. Is one of the things, uh, frankly, that excites me the most about our faith. The fact that the Holy Spirit lives in us, and so that means God is with us, all around us, leading us, guiding us, giving us strength and peace. I mean, what an amazing truth. If that, I'll be really honest with you, if that wasn't true, I'm not so sure I would even be interested in being a Christian. That's how important I think that is uh, to how we live our lives as Christians. Understanding that God is with us. That Jesus lives within us and all around us in our friends and family, especially our church friends and family, when we commit to following Jesus. But the truth is that God has always been present. It's not that... Uh, God was not present in the world, that God was not with us until Jesus was born. And then all of a sudden now everything's changed and now God decided to be with us. God had always intended to be with us and God always has been with us. What changes is our understanding of this truth, that, God, that, that there's no separation between us and God, that we don't just wait to be with God until heaven one day. Look back to the very beginning of Scripture, in the Garden of Eden, God created humans to be with Him, to have everything that they needed, to have peace, comfort, to be able to walk around naked. I'm glad we don't have that anymore. (laughs) Without shame, without guilt, without discomfort, without loneliness, without pain. God was present to the uh, Israelites in the wilderness, leading them by, uh, by flame and by a cloud, guiding their way teaching them how to live. God was present with David, speaking to him, helping him to understand the choices that he should make. God has been present all throughout the biblical narrative, including in exile. God was present to Daniel and his friends in the fiery furnace when he saved him from Nebuchadnezzar's evil plan. God protected them. God has always been with us. But what changes is our understanding, our acceptance of this foundational truth. And what keeps us from seeing, what distorts our view of God's presence is sin. Sin of just the most basic sin of selfishness, of thinking of ourselves first. Thinking about the desires of our hearts. I mean, we could talk a long time about the different ways that sin gets in the way of us accepting and understanding that God is present with us, but basically, our sin is what distorts our view, our understanding, our perception, our feeling of God being with us. And it's not always about feeling. We can be misled if we think that God is only present when we feel a great amount of joy or peace, when we feel really high or we have a victory. God is just as present in the low times of our life, in the darkest times of our life, as in the the joyful times. And truthfully, we have a greater capacity to understand God's presence with us in the dark times. It's easier for us to strip away the distractions and to to realize that God is with us when we're struggling. Because when we're experiencing joy and things are just going our way, we, we start to get distracted again and we start to get moving and starting to decide how we want to spend our time. But on a foundational level, what keeps us from understanding God's presence with us is sin. So it's no coincidence then that when the angel comes to tell Joseph that Jesus is going to be born, He'll be called Emmanuel, God with us. What the angel tells Joseph is that Jesus is going to save people from their sin all people, Jesus is going to save them from their sin. And now we should point out that when the angel comes to Joseph, comes in a dream, he doesn't actually tell Joseph that uh, Jesus is going to be God with us, Emmanuel. That part is meant for the reader. Let me read this to you again. We read the account of what happened uh, from verses 18 through 22. 22. We hear what happened with Joseph, the circumstances of his life, that he was actually about to leave Mary. And then the angel comes to help Joseph understand God's action and presence. God was already there working in Joseph's life. Brought uh, Jesus to conception in the womb of Mary. And the reason the angel comes is to help Joseph understand what God had already done. But then we get to this part in verse 22 that's meant actually for us, the reader, for us to understand this important truth that God is with us. All this took place, talking about what had just been described, all this took place to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. And here we get a a prophecy from the book of Isaiah that says, Look, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call him Emmanuel." Which means God is with us. Not God will be with us one day, God is with us. And the significance of this prophecy, friends, is for us to understand some important truths that God is with us, that Jesus is the embodiment of that truth, and when we see the fulfillment of prophecy, we realize that God can be trusted. That God will come through in the ways that God says He will. That if God declares something will happen, if God declares something is true, that we can trust those truths and live accordingly. To live as if we believe and trust that God is with us in our lives. Joseph, for for him, this truth of just understanding, experiencing that that God was present... uh, that God had been present by uh, leading to uh, the conception of Jesus in the womb of Mary. And then, of course, the visit from the angel. That was life-changing for him. He was about to leave Mary and just think of the pain that they both would have experienced and the humiliation, as much as they were trying to avoid it, would still have been humiliating. And after this encounter, when he realizes that God had been present and God had acted, It changed the trajectory of his life and the fate of humanity. (laughs) The fact that he stayed with and helped Mary to raise uh, Jesus. Named him Jesus, even. In the same way, this text is meant for us to find the same trust in the Word of God. To believe that Jesus is present in our lives, even if we can't feel him even if we can't see signs or uh, miracles happening around us, that God is present in our life. That Jesus does save us from our sins and that we can trust God moving forward in our lives. And so for us, just like Joseph, that should mean a change in the trajectory of the choices that we make, the trajectory of our life. What does it mean for us if we believe that God is really present with us, that we can trust God with our life? That as we face darkness, as we face uncertainty, as we face difficulty, that God is with us. God knows everything about us. God cares deeply about the details of our life. What does it mean for us if we believe this to be true? You see, that's why we have a fulfilled prophecy that we really emphasize. Because without that prophecy, it would just be another story of, Well, maybe Mary made it up. But this prophecy said it was a declaration of what God would do in the future. A declaration of this eternal truth that God is present with us. And Jesus now becomes the embodiment of that truth. Someone that we can cling to. Someone who we can envision holding us, embracing us, comforting us in our sorrow, encouraging us, Maybe even scolding us in a way that a a parent or a coach or a mentor would, saying, you know better. Get your act together, friend. (laughs) I don't know if we would do that or not. You know, I I was thinking about um, a time when I went to visit a friend. I drove over an hour to go see them, and I was so excited, just going to be together and Enjoy the day. When I got there, uh, you know, I said hi, and a, a salesperson had showed up to their house. It was their family's house. And instead of hanging out with me after I had traveled so far to be there, they went to hear what the salesperson had to say. Gosh, was I disappointed. I was, I was hurt deeply. And I was also frustrated, and I just was, felt disbelief that we went that whole way to be with you, and you're choosing something else that's really not important, that is just random. <laughs> and I thought of that as I was preparing this text because I thought, gosh, God goes to such great lengths to be with us. I wonder how it feels when we choose to not even try to be with Him. Probably feels kind of like what I was talking about, but way worse. Because all I had to do was drive an hour and I could leave whenever I wanted. Jesus came to the earth to be born as human, lived this human life, was humiliated, died on the cross for us, to be with us, was resurrected, exalted into heaven to give us the Holy Spirit so that we could know that there's nothing that can separate us from Christ's presence or love for us. I'd like to read you that text. This comes from first of all Jesus Himself at the end of His ministry. So, I, we what I the text I've read to you first comes from the book of Matthew or the beginning of the Book of Matthew. The promise that God is with us, and at the very end of Jesus' earthly ministry, Matthew chapter twenty-eight, He gives this commission to the disciples. We call this the Great Commission. This is Jesus' final words to the disciples. He's, uh, they're all gathered together and He's uh, been resurrected and He's about to ascend into heaven. And this is what we read. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to Me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. Now that's Jesus is telling us what we're supposed to do as Christians. It's a really important foundational truth for us. But this is what he says. This is the last thing that he says. Because he knows that the task before us, that this life is difficult. He knows that we're going to be discouraged many times throughout the way. Jesus says, and remember. Remember this. I am with you always until the end of age. I'm with you always. Whether we feel Him or not, whether we believe it or not, whether we're encouraged or discouraged, whether we've had a bad day or a good day or a bad week, God is with you always. Emmanuel. God with us. Friends, there is nothing that can separate you or me or any of us from the love of Christ, from the presence of Christ. It's too important. God wouldn't allow that to happen. God has been present from the very beginning of time and as Jesus said, until the end of age. Now this year is difficult. There's no question about it. We all feel the pain of being separated, of things not being anywhere near normal. It's even harder than it's ever been to not be with family, to not be with friends, and I know many of you are making sacrifices in that way. Some are making choices, intentional choices, and I respect that as well. I just did the same thing. But no matter what, it's difficult. We're all just sort of navigating this time together, but my prayer is that as we experience this collective loss, that we would use this as an opportunity to to reflect and think about this truth that God is with us. That's the whole reason we celebrate Advent and the birth of Jesus. We all know it's not about presents or the Christmas tree, but it's about the light coming into the darkness. About God wanting to make absolutely certain that we know that He is with us. Friends, I pray that as we move forward this week, no matter how joyful or how difficult your week would be, that you would ponder and reflect upon this truth and know and trust and believe that God is in fact with you. This was a life-changing reality for Joseph. And it should be a life-changing reality for us as well, that you would reflect upon and understand God's presence and action in your life through the person of Jesus and the power and presence of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now in response to this message, I'm going to have a we'll have a little bit of silence.